Park to Park podcast, where we compare theme park offerings from coast to coast. We don't always see eye to eye, but in the end, we'll try. I am Allie. I am joined, as always, by my sister, CJ. How are you, CJ? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Do you know why today is special? I do, but I'll let you share. It's Disneyland's birthday. Ta-da! 68 years old today. Wow. Of course, it won't be Disneyland's birthday when this comes out, but it is Disneyland's birthday today when this episode is being recorded. So everybody wish Disneyland a happy birthday. We'll allow you a moment to do that. Okay, I blew out the candles. Thank you, CJ. I appreciate that. So what are we talking about today, CJ? Well, today we are going on some of the more intense coasters here at uh, the Disney parks. We're heading on over to Hollywood Studios for Rock and Roller Coaster and California Adventure for Incredicoaster slash California Screamin'. Yes. If you have been listening to me for parts of this podcast, you will know that I like going fast and I like going upside down. And I think it's safe to say that California Screamin', uh, when it was California Screamin', was the ride that introduced me to how fun it is to go fast and go upside down. But we can save that for a future discussion. In the meantime, CJ, tell me your favorite thing. That's the wrong sheet. Tell me your favorite thing about Rock and Roller Coaster. (laughs) Okay. Rock and Roller Coaster. Let me paint a picture here. It's November 2014. Me and Devin's first trip together to Walt Disney World. And I was determined to go on every single ride. And... I was terrified to go on this ride because prior to this, like I'd done Windjammer at Knott's Berry Farm, um, California Screamin', obviously, and Montezuma's Revenge at Knott's Berry Farm. Those were the only loop rides I'd ever been on. None of those have a corkscrew, as far as I'm aware, <laughs> or any kind of inversion. So I had built this ride up in my mind to be terrifying, and I was sure I was going to get sick. Okay, I did not get sick, first of all. But the whole time in line, my heart was pounding. I was <laughs> I was so nervous. Poor Devin hung in there with me and told me it'd be okay. So all that said, my favorite thing is that it was my first intense coaster. And really, it's a lot of fun. And I had a lot to be scared of, but now I'm not scared anymore. <laughs> like, I worked it up so much in my mind. Like, it's really not that scary. It's just fun. Yeah, I I think one of the main differences between these coasters is with the Incredicoaster, you can see it and you know exactly <laughs> what you're getting. But Rock and Roller Coaster, it is hidden. The only part you can even see from anywhere in the queue is the boarding and launch area. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, you try uh, to watch you try to watch like POV videos on YouTube, and it really doesn't give you what the experience is. Um, yeah. So I think part of that like mystery built it up for me, but I really like it. It's a lot of fun. You got to find that low light POV. <laughs> yes. So Allie, what's your favorite thing about Rock and Roller Coaster? Uh, give me all of the thrills. Give me all of the upside down. Give me all of the high speed. I love that this is a roller coaster. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> so CJ, what about Incredicoaster? I love how smooth that ride is. It's, you know, they try to make it look like a wooden coaster, but it's not wooden. So it has that smooth quality. And I also really like the views you get, not just of the park, but the surrounding area. Yeah. I noticed when I was watching the ride through, because I've only been on it, been on it as Incredicoaster once. 
I noticed when watching the ride through, I was just like, oh yeah, you get, you get all the really cool views. Mm -hmm. So you and I have a lot of good memories of going on this ride. Um, mm -hmm. It was, it was our ride, you, me, and Krizzle, and our <laughs> friend Lee that we, we forced him to be our friend. He worked on this ride. And so often we went on this ride, we made friends with the cast members, Lee, particularly Lee. Yeah. And then he moved to like Toy Story Mania for a while and then mm -hmm. to Grizzly River Run for a while and back to Toy Story Mania. I don't know where he is now. But yeah, if we went up to Lee, he'd be like, CJ, Allie! Like he would remember us for sure. Yeah. And he would give us um, free fast passes, which was really nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I don't think that can really happen anymore since it's all digital. But he would always just like hand us the little paper fast pass. It's good for like six people, any ride. It was really nice of him. Mm -hmm. He's a cool guy. If you're mm -hmm. listening at any point, Lee, thanks for all the good memories. <laughs> yeah, I think this was this was my first looping coaster that I went on voluntarily. Like you, I was forced to go on Montezuma's Revenge as a child <laughs> by mom and dad. Um, they said, oh, it wouldn't be that bad. And then dad was just a mess for the rest of the day. <laughs> Are we surprised about that? Not at all. No. Not at all surprised about no. that. We, I have a picture of me on this with our grandpa. Uh, that was great. He would always go on this with us. Um, you know, my now husband asked me to prom on this ride. So just, we have so many good memories of this ride so it's hard for me to extract like one favorite thing just because I feel like all of my teenage summers like all the best memories of my teenage summers just amalgamate into California screaming yeah so I would agree with that so nostalgia trip over let's talk about some like hard cold hard facts so CJ when did rock and roller coaster open July 29th, 1999. So by the time this episode is out, it will pretty much be celebrating its anniversary. 24 years. Yeah. California Screamin' opened February 8th, 2001. It closed on January 8th, 2018 and reopened June 23rd, 2018, rethemed as the Incredicoaster. So that's an opening day attraction then for California yes. Adventure. Yeah. Yes. And I learned something interesting. I guess I'll go over that in the uh, fun facts section. So okay. fun facts about Rock and Roller Coaster first. So this ride accelerates from zero to 57 miles per hour in 2.7 seconds. And it is the, I'm sorry, it is not the fastest coaster in Walt Disney World. So, um, but what you do is? Well, first of all, test track goes 64.9. Oh, right. I, that makes sense. I don't, I don't remember what Tron does. I don't remember. And I think we talked about it when we did our Tron review, but I don't remember if we... I'll like... look it up. Okay. Uh, as you're accelerating, you experience 4.5 G-forces. So that's like a pretty, pretty strong G-forces there. And there's just over 3,400 feet of track. The whole name like the whole title of this ride is rock and roller coaster starring aerosmith and aerosmith was there at the opening which is pretty cool and when you walk up to the ride you'll see a fender stratocaster guitar right out front and the guitar is 40 feet tall disneyland paris opened their own version of this ride in 2002 and it's the fastest roller coaster in all of paris i did see one website that said it was the fastest in all of france but at the very least, fastest in Paris, um, that version of the ride is now Iron Man themed. So if you want to go on an Iron Man roller coaster, head over to Disneyland Paris. In the pre-show, 
Oh, I'm sorry. There is also an outdoor version of this ride at a theme park in Holland. I believe it's called Walibi. So if Interesting. you want to, yeah, if you want to see like a POV of the ride experience, you can go look that up. I, it, I believe it's called Express, like without the E, just Express. But they don't have like any music or anything. There's just like a launch tunnel and then you're outside. So it's definitely different. So there's a pre-show that where you'll see Aerosmith and their manager and the person playing the manager is Ileana Douglas. I guess she was in an episode of Seinfeld. All right. The electrical box in the loading area features the address 1401 Flower Street. And if you are like a Disney super fan, you would know that as the address of Walt Disney Imagineering in Glendale, California. On December 17th, 2015, Hollywood Studios hosted a special event to promote the release of Star Wars The Force Awakens. So they kind of switched over the ride to be Star Wars themed. Um, right now there's like music posters in the queue, but they switched those to Star Wars movie posters. And then the music switched from Aerosmith to music from the movie. And they also held this event again on April 14th, 2017. Interesting. Yeah, I have not experienced either of those, but if they do it again, I'm going to try to make it since we live here now. So, Fair enough. <laughs> um, Tron, I didn't find an exact number, but it says just under 60 miles an hour. So Test Track still takes the cake for fastest coaster in Walt Disney World. Yes. Cool. So the Incredicoaster goes from 0 to 55 in 4 seconds. So a little bit longer to get there and a little bit slower overall. Uh, as CJ mentioned, it is made to look like a wooden roller coaster, but it is made of steel. And it is the sixth longest steel coaster in the world and the third longest in the U.S. In 2006, it became the longest roller coaster in the world to feature an inversion. And this happened in 2006 because an inversion was removed from the ride Son of Beast at Kings Island. How do you just remove an inversion? You refurbish the entire ride and take out a loop, I guess. Okay, well, all right. I've never been. I wouldn't know. I mean, in my mind, I'm picturing like right clicking on Roller Coaster Tycoon to like delete track. And I'm like, the physics on this has to work somehow. Yep. <laughs> all right. So instead of traditional lift hill chains, the Incredicoaster uses linear induction motors. Uh, there are screen tunnels on the ride, which will help the park meet noise ordinances for Orange County and also reduce the number of noise complaints from screaming coaster goers. The, there's safety information and a launch countdown. Uh, this was done from 2003 to 2010 by Dee Bradley Baker, um, whom you'll know as the voice of literally any animal in any Disney cartoon ever. And uh, Neil Patrick Harris from 2010 to 2018. And it is now the cast of The Incredibles who does the safety information and the launch countdowns. Now, CJ, you may have noticed that Dee Bradley Baker did the launch countdown starting in 2003. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, there was no launch countdown. And there was that no... That sounds like, like a lot more fun. Yeah, there was no, like, announcement of, like sit back, hang on, get ready, you're about to go, and then five, four, three, two, one, blast off. Yeah, that's the, that was the interesting thing that I learned that I mentioned like five minutes ago. So now I have some unfun facts. Uh, there was a 2001 incident where the restraint did not properly lock. It caused one guest a neurological disorder and whiplash. Ouch. There is, yeah. 
Uh, he sued Disney. He was unsuccessful in his suit, as most oh, people really? who sue Disney are. That's yeah. surprising. All right. Yeah. There was a 2005 incident where one train failed to stop and rear-ended another. This was like 30 feet away from the unloading platform. Uh, this brought 15 guests to the hospital for minor injuries out of the 48 that were involved in the incident. So approximately a third. There was a 2011 incident where a backpack fell out of a train and 23 riders were firefighter evacuated. And there was a 2016 incident where riders were stranded for 45 minutes uh, to evacuate because a purse fell out and triggered the ride to stop. Wow. So that's that's a lot for a ride that's 22 years old. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Now, Allie, you got to evacuate from that ride once. I did. It was at, like, the highest part of the ride, which sucked because I don't like heights. It was terrifying. I was, I had gone single rider. Um, everybody else in the family was in line for Midway Mania. CJ got some really fun pictures where she was standing in line. She could see me. She took pictures and I just looked like a blue speck. Um, yeah. Yeah, but we were basically at the highest part of the ride. We were above Midway Mania, the queue for that somewhere. Um, and we were at a point that was high enough that when we were getting out, we had, we did have to like clip into something as we were like oh. starting to move and then whole bunch of stairs going down, 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 down. And then I rejoined everybody in line for Midway Mania and it was like, well, that happened. Did you get <laughs> a fast pass for all that? I don't remember actually. I would hope so since, you know, I was halfway through the ride. Right. Yeah. And then you have to walk down. Yeah. Um, I have another question for you. Do you know where the hidden Mickey is on that ride? I know where the Mickey used to be. I don't know no, the, of the any hidden, hidden Mickey. Mickey. I don't okay. know the hidden Mickey on do you this want ride. Me to, do you want me to tell you or give you a hint? Um, vague generalization would be good and see if I can figure it out. On the ground can only be seen on a very specific part of that ride that is unique to Disneyland. I would guess then that it has to do with the configuration of the um like toy story mania exit shop am i warm no i'm cold okay then i have no idea do you want me to tell you could i find it on google maps if i turned on satellite view i'm not sure if it's that detailed like okay, I don't fair know if google maps is that detailed do you want me to tell you which side is it on what do you mean which side like is it on the like Maliboomer side, or is it like near the entrance exit side, it's like or is it somewhere middle. in the middle? It's somewhere in the middle. middle? Mm -hmm. No idea. That no idea. You can tell me uh, if you if you are a listener who does not want to hear. Go ahead and like mute for the next thirty seconds. Okay, when you are on the loop, look at the ground. So look up. You know, so you're looking at the ground, and it's there's a support beam that goes into the ground, and then there's two circles right above it to make a hidden Mickey. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I was, I never would have guessed that. I was thinking like, you know how Expedition Everest has the like big hidden Mickey. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking something like that with like the, the geography of the park. No. Would That's never guess, guess the four beam. Yeah. Yep. I got a picture of it once. I don't know where that picture is, but I like held, I had my camera on like the strap and I took a picture when we were upside down and I caught it. So let's move on to the location and land. Okay, so Rock and Roller Coaster is in Hollywood Studios. It's on Sunset Boulevard. It's the back left 
like across from Tower of Terror, kind of um, right next to Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. And the Incredicoaster is in California Adventure in the Pixar Pier area. If you are approaching Pixar Pier, you can't miss it because it stretches all the way from one side of the pier to the other. Um, but if you are looking to actually go on it, the entrance is on the left side near Jesse's Critter Carousel. And the Cookie Num Nums, which is like, I didn't, I have like seen that once in my life. And I was like, oh, cookies. Uh, when have I was you had one before? Through. I have not had one before. Okay. I had my first one a couple weeks ago at Hollywood Studios because they have them there too. They're pretty mm -hmm. good, but they are more crumbly than I was expecting. Okay. Also, okay. they're like really thick. So if you get one, plan to share it with somebody else. Like possibly okay. well, two or I three will... other somebodies. <laughs> I'll be there in like four months. So maybe we'll get some cookie num nums. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the queue and the exterior. CJ, rock and roller coaster. All right. I already mentioned that giant Fender Stratocaster that's outside. Um, but basically the strings and the frets of that coaster, I'm sorry, of that guitar extend out towards the end of Sunset Boulevard as you're approaching. And it becomes like a track for a car to drive on. So you see a vehicle upside down above you as you approach the ride. Um, the ride building itself is pretty nondescript, aside from the obviously giant guitar as well as giant poster of Aerosmith, but it's like basically a beige square building. Um, and the outside of the queue is also kind of boring. You just go up a couple of ramps and there's like fans and announcements from the cast members occasionally. Uh, it is covered and shady, but it can still get pretty hot in there. Then finally, you enter the artist entrance. And you'll see these giant guitars, color-changing lights, and music posters that will feature your name if it reads your magic band. Then you go to the G-Force Records waiting area, and throughout this portion of the queue, you'll see memorabilia from various bands and recording studios, etc. The pre-show is the next portion of the queue, and that's in the actual recording room. And you'll see Aerosmith working on like sound engineering and recording. They, you know, there's some back and forth banter, and then eventually they offer you some backstage passage passes and say that you'll need a super stretch limo. So then the door is open on the other side of the room and you're basically in an alleyway slash garage area. It's pretty dark and you'll see the launch of the limos like right when you head out that door and it's really cool. Um, then you're grouped into a row and off you go. The Incredicoaster, like the rest of the ride, the queue is outdoors and partially covered because the ride has scream tunnels so it's also partially covered. <laughs> <laughs> these um so the shade structures are kind of a retro futuristic feel just kind of they really match the whole vibe of the incredibles movie uh the queue is pretty much standard switchbacks though they did like definitely improve it when they switched it to incredicoaster there's some signage where you can learn about jack jack learn about dash violet mr incredible elastigirl frozone edna mode and the family of the incredibles You'll, once you're through the switchbacks, you'll go up some stairs, over and across the boarding area, then down the stairs. There is an elevator up across and over for the mobility impaired. The across part of this portion of the queue includes a video. There's safety information featuring the Incredibles. And it's kind of billed as a newscast where the interviewer is asking the Incredibles, oh, how do you feel about this classic roller coaster being named after you now? So it gets a little meta with like the yeah, we're, we're naming this coaster after you. It hasn't changed, but now it's like your roller coaster. And it um, also sets up Jack-Jack just being an absolute chaotic baby. 
uh, as he is in <laughs> The Incredibles 2 and the Jack-Jack Attack short. So if you hadn't seen those, it really kind of lays the groundwork for that for you. Music in the area in Q, CJ. Rock and Roller Coaster is surrounded by like a big open courtyard. There's like a couple food stands out there and stuff and places to sit for people who can't or don't want to ride. So that whole area has classic rock music playing and occasional screams from Tower of Terror. In the Incredicoaster area, you will get the incredible soundtrack and the general roller coaster sounds and ambiance, the noise of the cars moving, as well as people screaming. You want to talk about ride vehicles, CJ? Sure. So Rock and Roller Coaster, you know, the storyline sets you up to be in a super stretch limo. So they do look like super stretch limos and they're modeled after the 1962 Cadillac. So they're very sleek looking cars. And each limo is decked out with 125 speaker, 24 subwoofer, 32,000 watt audio system featuring four speakers around everybody's head and one subwoofer under the seat. There are a total of six limos, but only five are in use at a time, so they can take one down for maintenance if they need to. And they have 12 rows with two seats per row, so 24 riders total, and it features an over-the-shoulder restraint. At Incredicoaster, the cars are effectively the same, or the trains are effectively the same, um, maybe with less speakers and subwooferage, though. Uh, six cars per train, two rows of two per car, so 12 rows, rows total, 24 riders per train with an over-shoulder restraint. There used to be different colors of the like trains, but when I watched the ride through, every one that I saw was red, like the Incredibles. So oh, I yeah. don't know. If, I don't know if there are different colors now. There used to be like purple and orange and red and blue. I think they're all red now. Yeah, that that would make sense with the theming. Um, but yeah, they used to be multicolored, and now they're all red. So uh, this will be a, a new section specifically for these rides. Um, there's. Obviously, music is a huge part of Rock and Roller Coaster, and it also plays, there's a very interesting history for Incredicoaster with music, so we wanted to talk about the music that you hear on the ride. So CJ, kick it off with Rock and Roller Coaster, please. So obviously, Aerosmith music is featured prominently, considering it's called Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. Now, I mentioned that there's five limos that run each, um, you know, when the ride's running, and each limo has a different license plate and those license plates dictate what songs you're getting. When they pull one out for maintenance, they just take off the license plate and put it on the car that they're putting onto the track and they program the right songs in there. So the first license plate is 1QKLIMO, one quick limo, and it features the song Nine Lives. Next is the number two, Fast For You, featuring a uh, Sweet Emotion, and the next one says, bye-bye, B-U-H-B-Y-E. And this is the only limo that features like a medley of three different songs, which are Young Lust, F-I-N-E, and Dude Looks Like a Lady. Then there's H-H-T-R-F-F-C, Hate Traffic, and that plays Back in the Saddle and Dude Looks Like a Lady. Then there's You Go Babe, uh, which features Love in an Elevator, which they changed to Love in a Roller Coaster for this uh, <laughs> ride, and Walk This Way. The original California Screamin' had an iconic soundtrack by Gary Hoey and George Wilkins. <laughs> okay, why did, you say, why did you say it's politics like that? Because it's the soundtrack of, like, my teenage summers. Okay. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyways um so it kind of evoked the feelings and emotions of like surfing because that was the original like storyline of california screaming was like this is this is surfing you wipe out yeah. when you do the loop you you've got like the bunny hills um so yeah it like really evoked the right feelings um there was a brief stint in 2007 where the red hot chili peppers uh provided the soundtrack uh this was for rockin california screamin and it had a remix of around the world the Incredicoaster now features a composition by Michael Giacchino and Jeff Krika. Michael Giacchino, of course, did all of the music for The Incredibles. So it's um, very, very on theme. Yeah. What was your, you know what? Save, save it for so down. Okay. Uh, the general storyline and route of Rock and Roller Coaster CJ. So for this ride, you're going to an Aerosmith concert and you're basically traveling along the Los Angeles freeway at really high rates of speed in a super stretch limo. You pass by some iconic Los Angeles sites and freeway signs. So you'll see like the Hollywood sign and the famous like donut sign, you know, that shows Randy's donuts shows up in all the movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. It features three inversions, um, two rollover loops, one corkscrew, and the ride lasts about a minute and a half, maybe a little less than that. And on the Incredicoaster, when you're uh, going around the corner from the loading area, there's a little screen. Well, it's not little. It's actually quite large. But you see Edna, and she's dealing with Jack-Jack, and she just kind of casually says, the baby is gone. And, you know, that's obviously Jack-Jack is a baby. He can't just be gone. Uh, so that's a problem. So you get to the launch area, and you get the countdown. And then you go into the coaster. And from the Disneyland website... Baby Jack-Jack's superpowers are causing chaos as he teleports from tunnel to tunnel, and the Incredibles sprint into action to save the day. Buckle up for an exhilarating ride around Pixar Pier. The ride duration is 2 minutes and 36 seconds. Alright. What happens when you get off the ride at Rock and Roller Coaster, CJ? So you disembark at a VIP area. It's got like a white tent with like lights overhead so it looks like you're like on a well you get off and you're walking a red carpet it kind of reminds me of like if there is a hollywood premiere and it happened to be raining they put up a, a fancy white tent <laughs> um so you get off there at like the vip area you go scan your magic band for your photo pass pictures and then you're in a gift shop and when you exit the gift shop you like go down this ramp and the bathroom is like right there which is really great because it's usually a long wait and or mm -hmm. people are not feeling that great after this ride. They have a weak stomach. Fair enough. For the Incredicoaster, depending on the side that you exit from, because there are two boarding areas. So if you exit on the right side, you go up a, up the stairs, past some really cool Incredi murals, um, past the across part of that um, entrance queue, and down some stairs to the photo pass area. If you exit on the left side, you just go down a couple steps and to the photo pass area. All right. They both have height requirements of 48 inches. Rock and Roller Coaster is open during fireworks, but the Incredicoaster is closed for World of Color. However, I think that recently changed. However, I pulled this from the Disneyland website today where it said this attraction may close for World of Color. May close. I want to look always, it up. They all say may close. Anyone that closes, 
I mean, I'll, I'll look it up right now. World of Color Closed Attractions. I have this page bookmarked on the Disneyland FAQ. And attractions closing for World of Color include Games of Pixar Pier, Golden Zephyr, Incredicoaster, Jumpin' Jellyfish, okay, hold up, Pixar Ballerina, and Silly Symphony Swings. Hold up, hold up. On May 5th, 2023, from the Orange County Register, Disneyland to run Incredicoaster during World of Color. Okay. Well, I'm just There's saying... There's been an update. This, this is undated from the Disneyland website. And what I read today on the Incredicoaster specific yes, yes, page... Yes, yes, yes said it may close so i know but they like just recently started this um because there's a new world of color show okay. anyways well, they're oh they're both open when it rains <laughs> yeah i think you know for world of i'm sorry for incredicoaster back when it was california screaming i've seen them close it in intense rain yeah. um and i've been on it when it's sprinkling and it hurts your face so <laughs> i don't recommend it honestly during the ride i mean if it's if it is your only chance to go on this ride do it okay i just remember having my eyes closed because water hitting your eyes when you're going like 55 miles per hour or however fast as you're going that hurts and so i remember like my eyes were closed and raindrops like pelting my eyelids and your eyelids are pretty thin so it was, it was kind of painful well, zero out of ten Wear your okay, sunglasses, well, CJ. This was, this was when I wasn't really a sunglass person, so. All right. Okay. All right. What about they, Lightning Lane? They both offer Lightning Lane, and they both offer Single Rider. I feel like Rock and Roller Coaster, the Single Rider line, is, like, glacially slow, so you have to time it really well. And for Incredicoaster, people, I think, have caught on, and I've seen the line get really long for Single Rider, so just, yeah. you know, play it by ear. Yeah. Now that we have the facts laid out, it is time for the final showdown. Will we see eye to eye? Does one side stand out above the crowd? Rock and Roller Coaster versus Incredicoaster. It's the coaster battle. So, CJ, what do you think? Okay. I'm very, very torn about this for Same. a few reasons. Yeah. Number one, I don't like the Pixar Pier makeover and the addition of Incredibles onto this ride. I don't think they need to, they need, they like enclosed, fully enclosed some of the mm -hmm. partially closed um, tunnel the sections. tunnels, yeah. Yeah, so it ruined part of the view and yeah, you see the characters, but you're going so fast you don't really see them. So that's kind of weird. On the other hand, they have, you still get a really nice view and it's a really long coaster and you get a variety of experiences you get the fast launch the fat like going downhill big hills you go over bunny hills and you do a loop and like those things i really like about that ride mm -hmm. for rock and roller coaster i love the rock music like that's really fun and i can tell on that ride that they put a lot of effort into the audio experience but i hate that it's always a crazy long wait and I don't like how short it is. So I think for this one, I'm going to go with Rock and Roller Coaster. I think the music sets it apart. I think it's a better themed experience for what park it's in. And I like the music. Yeah, I, I, you make so many good points the incredibles does really feel shoehorned into this and they do make a point in the queue to be like oh yes we're retheming this classic attraction after you how does it make you feel and it 
it does feel really weird. It does get points for being a really, really great coaster. And for being a really good and, like, thorough roller coaster. Like, you get the loop, you get the hills. It's, you know, you get, like, the best of all coasters, pretty much. It's, like, slapped all the good parts together of roller coasters. But you're right. It's, if it was still California Screamin', I think I would give it that way. But, yeah, I think that rock and roller coaster fits better. And it's also more intense, which I personally like. So. Yeah. And, you know, I agree with you. If it was still California Screamin', I'd go with California Screamin'. Like, I kind of have this beef with Pixar Pier. I don't understand why they needed to change it to Pixar Pier. Like, obviously, the very first incarnation of Paradise Pier was very bare bones and not that great. Mm -hmm. But when they started to redo the park around 2010, 2012, and they added World of Color, they took away some of that cheesy part of Paradise Pier and made it more upscale. You know, like they had California Screamin' without the big Mickey ears. They had Mickey's Fun Wheel without a giant sun on it. And Midway Mania kind of fit in with like the boardwalk games you play on a boardwalk. Mm -hmm. um, like that version of that ride and that location was like 10 out of 10 for me. Um, so I feel like the Pixar Pier transformation is kind of a downgrade. So I think if I could go back to California Screamin', it would win over Rock and Roller Coaster for me. Yeah, it really feels like California Adventure has become an IP park. And mm -hmm. I don't necessarily like that, you know? Yeah, I don't either. I, you know, I kind of feel the same way about San Francisco coming to Pacific Wharf. Like, if mm -hmm. you look at what Pacific Wharf is and what it represents, and if you've been to that part of California, like, it encapsulates that pretty well. And San Francisco is like a made up place. They're just putting there because they can, I feel like. Um, you know, there, as far as I know, there hasn't been a lot of Big Hero 6 content coming out recently. And I also don't think that it is as timeless as other movies like Toy Story or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. That's, that's, that's a side note about California Adventure and its identity crisis that is still ongoing. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm wondering, like, do they need to rename the park? But then I don't know I what they, they would do. rename it to. I don't know. And I feel like they're just kind of picking IPs that loosely tie to California somehow. I don't you think know? Marvel really specifically ties to California. The big Marvel movies take place <laughs> well, in New York. They're like making it in California. Okay. Okay. But they're making it Avengers campus, like some high tech campus. I'm picturing like Silicon Valley kind of thing is what they're going for there. That's like it. the high tech campus. Their headquarters is in New York. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm just saying, I think they're pushing the limit here on what they can get by with for a park that's California adventure. Yeah, I, yeah, I think this is something that you and I could talk a lot about, and I don't think that we should get into all of it <laughs> now. No, I think maybe in the future we could have an episode where we piece together like the best versions of California Adventure to make our ideal California Adventure theme park. That'd be so much fun. Yeah, I'm down for that. We should do that in the future. Um, bonus episode at some point. <laughs> let me give you another showdown here. Okay. Or I guess like a ranking. Rank California Screamin' original versus Rock and California Screamin' versus Incredicoaster. Versus Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Rank them um, from best to worst. So I will say that best would be California Screamin' Classic. Okay. I will give number two to Rock and Roller Coaster 
And it ranks above the Red Hot Chili Pepper version because Aerosmith is way more classic than Red Hot Chili Peppers are. And it appeals to a much broader audience than Red Hot Chili Peppers, in my opinion. So Red Hot Chili Peppers, sorry, I love you, but you're number three. And Incredicoaster is number four for all of the reasons we discussed above. Previously, not above. Okay, interesting. I would rank Rock and California Screaming as number one. And I think, yeah, they may not be as classic right now as Aerosmith, but give them another 10 to 20 years. And I think they're going <laughs> to hit that point. Um, I also think they tied in with California really well because they are a Los Angeles-based band. So mm -hmm. I think it, like, it hit the California theme pretty well. Number two would be original California Screamin'. Number three is Rock and Roller Coaster. Number four is Incredicoaster. I still, you know, I still enjoy the ride experience of Incredicoaster, but I just think it kind of was a downgrade from previous versions. Fair enough. Yep. All right. Any final thoughts on these two rides, CJ? I love them both. Yes, yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that wraps it up for this episode of the Park to Park podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at park2parkpod with the number two. You can send us an email with park2parkpod at gmail.com. Also with the number two, give us your rankings. Why not? Let us know what you think. What do you think was peak California adventure? Let us know. I'd be curious to hear what y'all think. Uh, tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your enemies about the podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube. CJ, did I miss anything? We have a couple reviews from Apple that oh. I have been meaning to read on air. I just don't use iTunes that much, so I just like barely check on it. <laughs> but we do have some reviews. I'm not an Apple person. I'm sorry. Me um, first of all, we have a whole bunch of five-star reviews. So and nothing below five stars. So thank you, all thank of you, you who have been rating us. Um, so this I love goes stars. All, we love stars. This one goes all the way back to April. <laughs> it's currently July. This is how often I check iTunes. Um, this is from our friend Johnny J from the DMSW podcast. Definitely check out his show. It stands for Disney, Marvel, Star Wars. A very comprehensive podcast. Um, but here's what he says. If you are a Disney podcast fan and you are not already subscribed to the show, then do yourself a favor and go subscribe right now. That's in all caps. <laughs> CJ and Allie deserve a spot in your Disney podcast rotation for sure. Their love, passion, and special connection to the Disney parks is undeniable. And these two do an amazing job of bringing you both content and honest opinions on all things Disneyland and Disney World. If you, are already, if you yourself are already a fan of both parks, you will love hearing these two agree and disagree on some topics. And if you are a fan of only one park, you will learn so much about the other park you have yet to go experience. Keep up the great work, CJ and Allie, and thanks for all that you do here in this world of Disney podcasting. Thanks, Johnny J. That was very nice. That was a very nice review. And now we have another review from somebody named Noobster99. I don't know who that is, but I feel like a noob in many aspects of my life. So... <laughs> Noobster99 is all of us, one and the same. Um, and this is from May 10th. Again, this is how often I check our reviews. Allie and CJ have done such a great job, both with person experience, I'm assuming they mean personal experience, in researching all about both parks. Loving the trip reports and love the overall concept of this podcast. Thanks, Noobster99. We are Thank all you. Noobsters. <laughs> yes, we are. We're Noobsters right along with you. Yeah. Um, and I've also gotten some feedback via like 
personal messages and DMs and stuff from friends that I know that you don't know, Allie. Um, so thank you guys again for your positive feedback. It really keeps us going here and we're having a good time uh, talking about Disney. Yeah. Thank you all. That, that warms my cold little heart. Wow. <laughs> okay. On that note, leave a review if you want to and we'll read it on air subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts tell your friends and tell your enemies about the podcast and uh don't tell them if they're an enemy or a friend <laughs> yeah and the more stars the better we do like stars all right well dinner is ready and it smells really good so have a good day night morning everybody and thanks for listening bye, bye.